five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice you have come to love for, I think, about, what, 49 of these 50 episodes. I've only missed one of them. Joined by Sam and another Sam Chen. Uh, Omni is uh, not here. He decided that he needed to go and visit the uh, the homeland of Hanamura. And he seems to be, based on what I'm seeing on Facebook, having a pretty good time. So Omni at Omni Strength is currently in Japan and missing in action. But Sam and I, we, we pulled some strings, we, we hit the streets, we started talking to people, and we found what we thought was the best possible guest to join us for this very special 50th episode, and that is Maddie Gray, who you know as Titans Maddie and Titans Cord, uh, but uh, Maddie, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the program coordinator for the Vancouver Titans. Hello. Uh, congrats on 50, by the way. That's huge. Well, thank you. I mean, it's 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 big for us because if you list, go back and listen to the first episode, people were surprised we made it to two. <laughs> it, it was it was dry. I did not listen to the whole thing. <laughs> it was only like ten oh, minutes long. <laughs> ten minutes long. Five minutes was the music. <laughs> I have to admit, I have not gone that far back in the archives, but. I very much enjoy the podcast now. Thank well, again, you know, thank you and, and welcome, welcome to the podcast. I, I, we were sort of talking about this before we click the magical record button, but uh, you are the number one requested guest to join us. Like I, I, and this is this is pretty big. Like we have people like, oh, you should you know interview so and so from the team, but no, Maddie is like number one. <laughs> well, that's that uh, makes me blush a little bit. But <laughs> hello, everybody. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, as we sort of normally do at the start of every episode, we sort of talk a little bit about what we've been up to. And I'm going to throw it over to you, Sam. And what have you been up to? And you don't tend to get up to too much. Well, it's been a huge, huge week. We got sparkling water at the really? office. So wow. I've been a little bit on a, a buzz high. So so there you go. Do you, like sparkling water, like, do you like it? Like I, for me, it's a taste thing. It's like, eh, I just rather still. That's actually a really fun conversation that my coworkers and I had. Like I, I was not into sparkling water up until probably like I hit almost 30 okay. um, just because it tasted weird. But then like, you know, all the people around me are saying like, Sam, you're drinking too much pop. You're way too fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so as kind of like an in-between, that's when sparkling water came in. Mm-hmm. And so now like I, I love it. Well, there's, there's like, I don't drink sparkling water first thing in the morning. That's the only time I don't drink sparkling water. Cause it's, it's just a little bit weird when you're like half groggy and like there's fizz, like going up your nose or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely a jolt to the system. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on sparkling water? I love sparkling water. Like <laughs> always, or was it like a certain age thing? Um, I think, no, you're right. I, I it wasn't always, it was more of a, like maybe halfway through high school kind of thing. It's, hmm. So the, the halfway through high school thing could be relative here because, like, I don't think sparkling lean water <laughs> existed when I was halfway through through high school. <laughs> but uh, do they do they have sparkling water in Titan Central? Like when you go to the office, or do you have to go and visit Sam to get your sparkling water fix? I think I'd have to away. go go visit Sam mm-hmm. any day. You just have to hit the stairs. I'm more of a coffee tea person though right now, in the especially mm. in these chilly chilly coffee days. Is life, let me tell you. Yeah. 
But uh, this is this is what people tune into our podcast for to learn whether or not sparkling water or still water is the the way to go. And so, for those of you who are listening, you know, you need to chime in. Let us know uh, at feedback at rexyetcom dot com. Twitter poll. Yeah, I feel like can, everyone's well, more here for juice. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. That's a good segue. Uh, yes, you're born for this, man. Like Maddie is here to spill all the juice. We're going to talk about all the juice that has been spilled. We're going to try to squeeze a little more juice. And, uh, and everything else that we can get out. But uh, what is it that we'll talk about in the payload? Uh, well, first and foremost, we want to know what the world of Maddie looks like. And we think she might share a little bit of that uh, <laughs> insight with us, or at least we hope, or it might be a short episode. Uh, Fisher, he's officially a Vancouver Titan. Talk a little bit about that. Some other rumors oh, spoilers. around. Well, okay. <laughs> if, if someone did not know that Fisher had joined the Vancouver Titans, they're obviously not following at Vancouver Titans. <laughs> Was it like like an X instead of a V? And it threw. Yeah. If 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 you did not follow this account when it sort of spun up by someone that I don't know who it was, hint hint nudge nudge wink wink, um, wasn't me. Well, it, it definitely wasn't me. It actually cre- so uh, two other Overwatch League podcasts were fooled by it. Um, there were like esports casters and personalities fooled by it. It's amazing how quickly people overlook the X to the V. It's true. Yeah, definitely just read like the first letter, the last letter, the icon. It's good to go. Yeah. And who cares if there's a check mark there or not? But yeah, we've got uh, all of that stuff. Uh, and then uh, lots of going on in the, the entire league. So, uh, you know what? Let's uh, stop talking about water. Let's get into the juice and go straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Now, I, I, I talked about getting to the juice. The juice that I'm most interested in, and this this is, you know, appropriate seeing is that you've uh, taken time out of your very busy schedule to join us here, Maddie. Um, I'm genuinely curious. What does the day in the life of a program coordinator uh, and or Maddie, I, I sort of put that in the rundown because, uh, you know, when I sat down with Harsha, he'd sort of described himself as the jack all trades. And I, I kind of envision you as being that same sort of person. I don't know of anyone else who does everything. And it seems to be that you're there. I've seen you at all the events. Uh, I see you on social. I see you in Titans cord. Like, what is it that you don't do? Oh my gosh. Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, I mean, something that you hear a lot, I think, with a lot of people in esports is that they wear a lot of hats. So kind of like Harsha, I am definitely a jack of all trades when it comes to the Titans. And I think that's almost by default because my claim to fame with the within the organization is that I was the first full-time Vancouver Titans employee. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like before I was there, people were working on the Titans um, because the Titans had been going for like four or five months before that. Um, but I was like the very first person who was fully dedicated to Titans and esports at Canuck Sports and Entertainment, which is, I think is pretty cool. Um, so so you're, you're technically employee number one. Yes. I like to, I like to say that. Cool. One day it's going to be like Pat Quinn, Trevor Linden, then your face is going to be. Yeah. We've been, um, slowly and steadily hiring more people. Um, we've brought on a new business operations director, um, a couple people who are working on Titans kind of part-time have kind of fully transitioned over to esports full-time. Um, we have a couple of new people in marketing, uh, a couple new people that we're looking, Oh, we're actually looking to hire a bunch of people for content, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So keep an eye out on those uh, job pages <laughs> if you're interested. 
Um, but I get to pull the seniority card even over like our business ops director. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I was here first. <laughs> we, got, we better make sure uh, Omni has that non-compete going. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Like, if under the three of us, Omni would be the first to like you know ditch us to the the wayside. He just ripped the non compete. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, uh, you were talking about uh, sort of populating, uh, you know, staff and and hiring that out. Um, it seems to me that they're the sort of lens to whom is joining is quite vast. Like, uh, like Andy, for instance, uh, has come up from the United States. I was given a little bit of a hard time through the uh, RSP Twitter account when he was complaining Christmas music was happening before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Cause does he not know Thanksgiving is in October? Like <laughs> he's still adjusting. We're giving him a grace period to realize that he's in Canada. Well, he was also complaining about the cost of cheese. And I will admit, like I, I'm not entirely sure if what they sell in the United States is cheese because it's so much cheaper than Canadian cheese. Like there's <laughs> cheese whiz is not cheese. Well, oh, no, but like, not. but like you go to Costco in Bellingham and you can get like a whole lot of cheese for like half of what we would pay for, you know, a regular size block up this way. So he's got a point there, but you know, someone needs to, to sit him down and explain to him that, you know, Thanksgiving happens in October. Uh, Christmas music after Remembrance Day is technically fair game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called a Chesterfield. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's small things. Very important. Again, that's why people tune into this podcast. Oh, there's one word that he's been asking everyone about that he's just, it gets him so riled up every time it's pronounced, um, quote unquote, the wrong way. Um, but how do you pronounce uh, D E C A L? Decal? Decal. Decal. He's a decal guy. It's decal. Like, even maybe I I grew up in the States for a little bit. So maybe I pronounce some things like with the American pronunciation. But, like, if you say decal to him, it gets him so riled up. It's so funny. If he ever joins us, how does that even come up? Like, okay, the only reason I even know that word is my because my parents were both insurance agents. So growing up, I heard a lot of like, make sure you stick the decal on the decal and all that kind of stuff, right? But like, in a, I've never used that phrase in any conversation. <laughs> I, I'm honestly not sure where it came up. <clears throat> well, you know, but, we yeah. we'll need to get him on an episode, and we'll just talk to him about you know decals and <laughs> does Deckle he say roof? Here we go. Or does uh, he say rough? I'm pretty sure it's roof. For roof. Him. Okay, good. There's, I mean, there, I work with uh, some people. Uh, some of my colleagues live in the United States, and like you know, when they're talking about like getting a soda, I'm like, oh, pop. Yeah, like, pop. yeah, 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 pop. And then you know, we had one person who is from Georgia is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a Coke. Uh, oh, what kind of Coke? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's only one. It's not like, oh, I'd like to get a root beer. No, that's not. That's not Coke. Anyhow. We digress. Canadianisms. Um, yeah. We digress a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, sort of, you know, Dana, like with, with what you do, like I understand that uh, maybe not as, to the same extent, but you're like the person, you know, behind social, you're the person behind discord and, and, and the face of, of the organization at, you know, the watch parties and, and meetups. Like, how hard is it to, to to have all of those different hats on at any given time? Cause I, if I understand correctly, you're also a huge fan. So it, it, like, how do you live that life where you're like, Oh my God, I want to do this or say that, but then, you know, got to put that organizational hat on and, and respect the fact that, well, there's a way about things. 
<laughs> uh, well, social is definitely not my strongest point. I'm definitely kind of filling in the gap right now while we're hiring someone uh, to take over social for us um, with the help, of course, from Ryan and Anthony uh, with both the Surge and Titans accounts, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely struggle with the social media part. I get a little like anxious anytime I have to send out a tweet to, you know, our 60,000 followers. Just <laughs> just retweet the stuff from RSP and you'll be fine. You're right. You're right. I should do that. Um, but things like uh, doing the watch parties, things like uh, talk, chatting with people in discord. I have a background in community management. I love interacting with uh, passionate people in the community. So that stuff isn't hard at all for me. Yeah. I, I love it. It's definitely um, at times like this, though, when, you know, the roster changes are happening and uh, things haven't been announced and I want to talk with people and I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll just take a break from the Discord today. Well, and and we've talked about the Discord, Titans Court, as we call it, uh, a number of times over the last few episodes. It's been a um, an interesting place from, you know, the occasional leak or news or or what have you and and we'll talk maybe a little bit about it again this episode because it's just uh, it's our version of the vancouver Canucks goaltending controversy it just never goes away but the other thing i was going to mention do realize it's just you sam and i right now no one else so you can share whatever you want <laughs> because it's just the three of us so float that out there um you know prior to getting involved with vancouver titan so you were working uh, with tespa was it yes tespa um, which is like the collegiate esports division at Blizzard Entertainment. Okay. And then, like, I, I have to ask, was this opportunity the Vancouver Titans one that was like, oh, wow, this is something I, I you know, I was looking for? Uh, or was it just a, you know, an opportunity that, like, I, I think I, I, I can do this. And, you know, why don't I toss my hat into the mix? It was a little bit of both. I was getting towards the end of my contract when uh, with Tespa when I saw the Vancouver Titans position come up. Mm-hmm. So I was actively looking for roles in esports. Um, and in, if it was in Vancouver, that was great. And that one just happened to go up. So I decided to toss my hat in there. And cool. here we are. Well, and I've I've told you this in person. I'm going to say it to everyone else who listens to our podcast. I'm quite happy you got the the job. I enjoy working with you, and I, I you know enjoy the fact that you occasionally reply to my email or text messages (laughs) as I send them. Um, I do find it convenient that my email sometimes goes to your junk folder because that's what the same thing Sam tells me. Like, (laughs) is is there something you guys you know just can't tell me about you know email from Chris? It's it's just you. (laughs) It, it, It must be like. I mean, at one point, and just sort of some some background here, um, the two of you were having a conversation, and I was just like the third wheel, like, okay, just tell me what we're doing, and I'll make it happen. My email works fine, so, you know. I guess my inbox just knows trash when it sees it. Oh! <laughs> okay, we got we to clip kidding, that. We got to clip wow. that for the next, like, 50 no. episodes. Yeah, no. We'll no. just start off right off with that. Like, that. that is like... <laughs> That is above any of the heat that Sam or Omni ever bring me. Like, that was good. That was served on a platter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a little bit. See, you know, there are some people who will be, like, you know, upset by that. Like, if we were playing, you know, in Overwatch right now, I'd be like, yeah, well played, everyone. It's just what I do. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the, the first season. Because it was a... 
I'm going to say an interesting season. I mean, it was very exciting. There was a lot to have happened. And I think of all the ways it could have gone, there was really only one, what I would say, big miss, which, you know, we don't want to relive. But if we sort of excuse the fact that that happened, it was what I would suggest extremely successful. So I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of your favorite moments and experiences from the season. And it doesn't have to be like, oh yeah, you know, when, you know, on Anubis uh, bumper, you know, came out of a door and, you know, uh, earth shattered the entire team or whatever. Like, hey, if that's exciting, right? Like that's cool and all, but uh, you know, you had a, a view that very few of us did. You got to see how things were happening sort of from the inside. So I was wondering if you might be able to sort of pull the, the, the screen back a little bit and share some of that uh, inside knowledge with our, our hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of listeners. I mean, it's probably going to be millions after people hear that you've joined <laughs> us. So, so my favorite moments. Yeah. Some of your favorite moments or anything like, anything you know, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of tee this up. Like uh, when we, when interviewed the team, I remember, one of the, the the things that got brought up was uh, uh, someone so telling us that Rappel snores. Um, I'm not suggesting you get to that level. I mean, we snores would love like it. Trains, I think, was the quote. no tanks, tanks, yeah, tanks, yeah. yeah. Like that's that's great podcast material. So I'm not necessarily looking for for the dirt, and I still appreciate someone so you know sharing that type of context. But yeah, you know what what is it that you think would you know people would love to sort of hear about that no one really knows like. Or what you experience. Like, I'm throwing it out to you and you can tee it up how you see fit. Hmm. I don't know if there's anything that no one knows, but certainly some of my favorite moments were less so the gameplay, but more so interacting with the community. So things like, you know, uh, for the grand finals watch party, uh, getting to see all those people lined up outside the sports bar. Um, and even when we were inside, like seeing everyone cheer and like, getting ready for the grand finals and the the games to come. Um, and even like so many of the other watch parties, just coming in there and seeing all these people and getting to know all the regulars and uh, recognize faces and just say hi to people. Uh, I think I love, I love that kind of stuff, but I also, I also really liked, of course, uh, getting to meet the players during their meet and greets um, bring them to Seattle was quite interesting. We walked them around for a bit. Uh, they were a little tired that day. They had apparently stayed up playing soccer the <laughs> night before <laughs> and then uh, couldn't really sleep on the plane. So they were a little drowsy, but uh, they were always really excited to meet all the fans there. Um, and I think it was really nice just to be able to make a footprint in Seattle since we are, even though we are the Vancouver Titans, our home market is, you know, uh, Vancouver, Seattle. Portland and I think like a little bit of Hawaii. Well, see, I'd I'd be good with a Hawaii meetup. Like Me I, too. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. Yeah, yeah, make sure we get media passes for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll see if I can pull it. <laughs> the uh, you, you, it's funny you mentioned the Seattle uh, event because I actually thought the I mean all the events I thought went well, um, but the Seattle event I thought went particularly well because it was the first opportunity that you know we as fans and i include myself in that group got to see a little more personality uh you know with the players that were there um one watching them you know play vr laser tag like yeah, that was that was kind of funny and how they were we were interacting reacting and then they i think maybe had their their guard down a little bit more they're a little more candid in the conversation maybe it was just a comfortability thing so i i thought that went 
really, really well. But the the crowd that showed up for Seattle was really jazzed that the yeah, Titans they really were there. Were. Everyone was so awesome. I met so many awesome people that day. Yeah, and I'm not discounting the Vancouver crowds. Like the Vancouver crowds have been been jazzed, but like we, you know, for lack of a, a better way to describe it, is that we're kind of spoiled, and the Vancouver <laughs> Titans are in Vancouver. You know, the same could be said about the Seattle Surge, being that you know they're based out of Seattle, and that's where sort of the focus is. The the Surge fans here in Vancouver may kind of wonder, oh, when are you going to come up? Yeah, I know this question comes up uh, on, on a regular basis, you know, there's people in Vancouver Island. Oh, one of the Titans coming to Victoria. And I, you know, would love for, for stuff like that to take place in Portland or Hawaii, wherever it happens to be. In fact, we've got a few people wanting to know when the Titans are going to come out and hang up in Alaska, which is. <laughs> is that our region too? Bits of bits of Hawaii and Alaska. <laughs> I don't know where Alaska falls. I think Alaska is still free game, honestly. Hmm. Well, until so they get their own, you know, Overwatch League franchise. Yeah, maybe we'll absorb it until then. But you know, what? Any other moments or experiences from the the season that uh, that you'd say, wow, that's just you know, whether it was like the 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 reality check, like is this actually real, or, or you know, and I, when this happened, I was so excited. I mean, winning the stage one grand finals, I think is, or not grand finals, the stage one finals. It was, um, it was the grand finals. The grand season finals. stopped after that. It's the one that counted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people like really didn't like goats, but I really liked goats. I thought it was interesting and fun to watch. Well, so I kind of miss it, but. We talked about this on, in the podcast on a regular basis. Like I, what I liked about the way Vancouver and San Francisco played goats was they, they played it the way I sort of play rhyme. Right. It's, it's, you know, feeding well, full steam ahead, full steam ahead, <laughs> no breaks. They've been yeah. cut. You can, you can, you can say feeding Sam, but it's, it's the fact that you'd have the two teams engage in what was, you know, a slobber knocker of a fight. Like at no point in time, could you say that the shock or the Titans took thing, took the safe route, like their idea of taking the safe route was simply being strategically aggressive. Like, <laughs> I like that. Whereas you would see other teams that maybe weren't as comfortable with the meta play much more safe. And then it became very boring, very dry. Mm-hmm. That was what sort of maybe I could, you know, could understand and draw people nuts, but I, I loved the outright aggression and every fight was, a, you know, that, you know, knockdown drag out brawl throughout the season. I continued referencing, you know, old Rocky, uh, you know, clips of like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed, you know, go in the distance twice. Um, you know, that, that I felt really resonated with what we were seeing. And I know that that reference probably falls on deaf ears for bulk of our, our reference, our audience. But if you actually watch Creed and Creed 2, you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, the, Every episode, there's always some sort of weird 70s reference that I just okay. fly through. <laughs> I, think, I think Rocky is more 80s. Wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, well, whatever. When when you're my <laughs> age, children. when you're my age, you know, I, I'm I'm you know, what are we gonna do? I'm gonna start being. You're gonna be like, okay, boomer. Like, I'm not a boomer. <laughs> okay, <not>. boomer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I the stage one uh, final, and I mean, we were at the the watch party. That was it was a good time. I was sitting at a table with uh, with Cam, and he, for those of you who are like, oh, who's Cam? If you look at almost any email that gets sent out with the Vancouver Titans, he's the guy who's like rocking the pythons, uh, rocking standing the pythons. up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
anyhow, he uh, we were we were there, and neither one of us really had an idea of how it was going to go because it was still sort of you know way the season was as the Vancouver Titans were rolling over most of the competition to that point. Uh, San Francisco, you know, similarly, but the problem was we hadn't actually had that opportunity where we could say, oh yeah, we're very confident in this prediction, and suffice to say, it probably could have gone either way until Rialto, but. The um, the energy that I experienced there was almost equivalent to the same energy that I would have experienced during the Vancouver Canucks Stanley Cup run in 2011. The difference, however, wow. is I didn't have that letdown um, <laughs> that unfortunately happened. And uh, so, you know, fast forward to the grand final, uh, you know, Ryan Nicholas was 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 chatting with me. He said, hey, Chris, you know, how do you, how do you feel this will we'll go? And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, it, it felt very much like the 2011 <laughs> Cup final where you had the Boston Bruins, Vancouver Canucks, and it's like, uh, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel. And unfortunately, it sort of went the same way. But I, I, I do agree that stage one final was, was over the top awesome. Mm-hmm. The match against NYXL to get to the grand finals was pretty cool, too. That was a good one. I, I, I had more nervous energy there. I actually, oh, that was, I was so nervous. <laughs> like the, the stage one final, I, it was, there was nervous energy, but I had more, I had more confidence in the meta and, and the Titans ability to execute. Whereas the, yeah, the match against the NYXL, the, the change in the meta, the fact that we, we saw a new main tank enter the lineup going to the playoffs, which coming from the world of traditional sports, that's unheard of. Like the only reason you go and you, start a different quarterback or you put in an entirely new goaltender is due to injury. Right. So being, you know, coming up through the old way, it's, it's difficult to accept this, this change. So there's a lot more nervous things there, but yeah, that was a good one too. Anything else that, you know, you think uh, you can spill anything else I can spill? Mm. Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know. You can, you can ask me questions. So, I, I mean, I, I have a ton of questions. Most oh, of them yeah. are useless, but some of them are straight from the fans. I think, I think one of the things is you know, knowing next season, um, I know you're going to be working on the surge team as well. What's, what's your travel schedule going to be like with, with overwatch literally being everywhere. And then you kind of hop in between here and Seattle. How's that all going to work out? That is a very good question. And one that I actually don't know yet. Um, yeah, we're we're still figuring out a lot of the travel details uh, throughout the entire season. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get to go to a couple of the homestands outside of Vancouver. But definitely, we'll be traveling back and forth from Vancouver to Seattle a lot for both of the franchises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have your Nexus card? I do have Nexus. I've had Nexus for years, and it is the best thing in the world. It is amazing. Oh my gosh, I love going to the airport and just like walking by all those people waiting in line. Yeah. Well, the- I feel like Jack Sparrow, you know. Like, <laughs> the thing about Nexus is it's it's awesome when we're in a Canadian airport. It's even more awesome when you're in a US airport. Mm-hmm. Like not only do you get sort of well, yeah, it's the pre-check. Like we don't have an equivalent of pre-check here in Canada. So even though you get to use the Nexus lineup, they still make you, you know, take off your shoes and, and whatnot. If we're traveling to the U S we're using like U S it's like, Oh man, you're pre-check. Yeah, no problem. You know, just walk on through. Don't set off the alarms. <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I guess my unrelated question all is I saw that the Titans are looking at hiring a private chef. 
What are your oh, yeah. thoughts on me applying and feeding them fried chicken every day? Is it Korean fried chicken? Uh, it could be if you want it to be. As long as it's Korean food, I think go for it. I'm going to need that reference letter later. We'll chat afterwards. All right. Sorry, oh, Chris, geez. I'm leaving. No, it's it's okay. I mean, first it was Omni, then it was you. So that just opens up, you know, spots for co-hosts. I mean, Maddie's doing quite a good job. So maybe she can throw, you know, a podcast <laughs> co-host hat on top of the 20 others that she's, she's already wearing. Works out. Yeah. Um, let's actually talk a little bit about some of the news that happened today. So uh, first of all, uh, Maddie, thank you for arranging for there to be some news for us to talk about. That's, I mean, I, I know you had to pull as many strings as possible to make this happen. So we're you know, forever appreciative, but the Vancouver Titans officially announced that Fisher is joining the team. And we talked about this, I think a few weeks back, uh, this news had been sort of floating through the Overwatch League leak market for some time, but it is now official. Fisher joining the Titans. Uh, the, you know, conversation that's been had about Fisher and Titans court has been an interesting one. We've talked a little bit about it on previous episodes. Um, I'm not going to go and judge a book by its cover, nor am I actually going to flip the book open and just read the, the cover page inside. I am genuinely excited because I do think he provides a lot to the Titans. Uh, how much can you share with us as to, you know, how long you've had to sit on this news? Ooh, how long have we had to sit on this news? Like, couple hours. I mean, that's possible. I totally get the way, you know, sometimes you got to make sure the, the, the ink is still, you know, drying on the contract, but you know, you, that's being shared. Like I, I'm not trying to put you in a, in the hot seat here, but. Longer yeah. than that, longer than that for sure, but yeah. not, not too long. Right. Uh, yeah. Admittedly things are a little slow moving. Um, especially when it comes to contracts getting signed, it, yeah. They go through a lot of revisions. They go through so many layers of approval, um, not just from us, but from like the league itself. So uh, there's a lot of back and forth. And of course, we also have to make sure that all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I know all this because I am the GM now. <laughs> this is this has been made very clear in, in Titans court. In fact, I'm, I'm surprised that Van Kooks or Titans hasn't actually tweeted this out yet. Yeah, and Maddie's neither confirming nor denying, so there we go. Yeah, it's true. As I said, everything is confirmed until it's denied, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So, is you know, Fisher joining the team must be an exciting time. Uh, the Any other, you know, breaking news, any juice that you can spill in this podcast where, like, hey, you tune in Wednesday at high noon, and you now know this? The goal is to have all of the roster changes out by the end of the week. Wow. Whoa. That's good. And you're yes. gonna, you'll tell us first, right? You'll be like, hey, Chris, just so you know, here's what this is. Or Tell, like, us, tell us last or else he's going to make me record another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you guys last. <laughs> oh, hey, listen it. to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so the running joke is that, you know, all the greatest news breaks on Wednesday. The reason all the greatest news, all the greatest news, all the like the biggest news that happens in Every the Overwatch League time. breaks on Wednesday. It's because it's the day we publish, and it's too late for us to go and re-record. <laughs> Maybe you just need to change your record date. That that has been discussed. Like this is legitimately a conversation we've had 
because over the course of the season, things would happen. It'd be like, well, all that stuff we talked about, it was all old news by the time you I think the, I think the homestands were, were announced on a Wednesday. I think, um, um, what, what, what was it? The, the shoot. Now I'm forgetting. I had it in my brain a second ago. Um, when, when they announced, um, the, the arena, I think that was on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, I think a lot of the news was announced on Wednesdays because broadcast started on Thursdays. And that, that's, to- that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I totally get the, the Wednesday to the Thursday part. It's just, you know, Hey, Lucky help, help a local <laughs> podcaster out, yo. Um, <laughs> the, so just so I understand. The hope is that roster news will be out by the end of the week. So we could say it's so men soon. So men soon. So men soon. The other thing that I'm going to go and and introduce, just because you know what, that's the type of guy I am. The newest rumor. I mean, we already talked about the old rumors. Like, uh, and I. Oh, sorry, Uh, Maddie. If you have any pull, or you can, you know, wink if if it's true. Uh, Flower. Uh, Rujiang, and then uh, did else? I not start the flower one? Uh, you might have. I mean, the, <laughs> these are all people that apparently need to be signed. So wink if it's true. Um, I am thirty-seven is the newest rumor, and we've talked about him actually on a previous episode when he joined the the Toronto Defiant because he he uh, sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, he, he uh, didn't follow that traditional path to pro and. Uh, at the time when he was joining the, the Toronto Defiant, you know, one of the things that people noticed is, ah, he is a UBC student. And I know that this conversation has been happening in Titan score. And we've seen it actually in our speed discord as well, uh, as to, you know, whether or not is this a, is, is this a good pickup if it were to be a, something that would occur? And I've said time and time again, I think there's an opportunity from just a pure marketing perspective to have someone who you could con- quote unquote, call local, like someone who goes to UBC, I would consider local. You don't have to be Vancouver born and raised. In fact, you know, that is the rarity. Um, and if, you know, the ability to converse in the, the, the language in the local market is an added plus. Um, any truth to that rumor? I can neither confirm nor deny anything. You know, I, I had to take my shot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Sam, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, I mean, it, and I am 37. If you were the GM like I am, and you were in my shoes, would you sign a player that may not be best in role, but brings all these additional tangibles from an organizational perspective, you know, add to the the value? And I, I, to sort of draw a, a correlation, it's kind of like what Toronto is doing. I mean, I, whether or not they market it that way, they're, they're Team Canada. I think I would consider it, but it's not necessarily the the top of my list of priorities. I think I think first thing it comes back to to team composition and not necessarily just um um the metagame, which I've ranted about in the past, where it's like, oh, you know, you want this player, this per- player because we we lack a May and Maze meta right now because the meta is always gonna change. Mm-hmm. But more so I think about team chemistry. Like how how does the team feel about that? Um, do they, do they know, do they have a pass? Right. Because I think we look at things very black and white from a fan's perspective. Um, um, you know, in our minds, the Titans guys only hang out with Titans guys ever. And that's the end of the story. But when reality, you know, the entire league has been living in LA for, for a year, they scrim with each other. They hang out with each other. They, they're the only ones who really understand each other because there's only what, like a couple hundred 
pro Overwatch players in the world. Um, so so when when it comes to things like new teammates, like people will know. I think I think even within their their inner circles, is is that some person that you can see yourself going to virtual war with? I think that's really important first and foremost. And and, and if it's not affecting team chemistry, if the if the team thinks it's a boon, then you go from there, right? I think it's definitely attractive piece. I mean, for us, it's content heaven to have someone that can not have to go through a translator. We don't need to bring mm-hmm. Michael back. Sorry, Michael. We love you. Um, back just necessarily for, for things like interviews or, or be, or just kind of getting, getting, you know, post game thoughts or things like that. Of course, that's interesting. But that being said, I think at the end of the day, winning trumps all. And if they're not affecting winning or worst case scenario, affecting winning negatively, then doesn't matter how many languages you speak specifically on. I am 37 though. Personally, I think if we're going the whole like hybrid Korean English route, um, I would have been a little bit more interested in Bishu because we haven't had a backup flex tank um, all season. Uh, and he's also from Vancouver, just so it happens that way. But I think later on in the fray, we'll talk about he he already signed with the Glads. Mm-hmm. Bishu actually went to my college. Did oh, he? really? Yeah, I think he left before uh, I joined like the esports club on campus, but that's a fun fact. Hmm. That's sweet. Game you, Back when he was still in League of Legends. Ah, right. So this is the thing. This, you turn into RSP and you learn stuff like this. This is the stuff that's going to win you trivia at the next time Scooter Titans watch party. Um, the, the point you raised sort of about you know, the chemistry, and I'm going to use the traditional sports comparison. You always hear teams and, and, and coaches describe someone as being good in the room. Very important to be good in the room. But the counter argument is that whether or not they're good in the room, there's still organizational needs that need to be met. And, you know, the Vancouver Titans are still sort of in their infancy and uh, looking to connect on the market. I think the homestands are going to go a long way to helping sort of connect not only just to Vancouver, but in the Pacific Northwest. And it, in my mind, there's a significant value added to have someone fill a role that allows you to, to, you know, get on a podcast with us, maybe out in front of the camera or uh, on radio or, uh, you know, in, in videos that are being created uh, internally. It's, it's just, there's, there's an opportunity there that you, I don't think you can just outright say, eh, not going to work. Like that's where I see the value. Exactly. And I, and I think, like it goes back to the the beginning of the Titans when we brought away Runaway altogether. Um, the the strength of that team was the team, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily talking about good in the room, like where we want to get all the the guys and their best behavior and they're nice to everybody and all that. Um, I'm not saying that at all, actually, because like just just to bring it back to basketball, because we do every single episode. Like I have a buddy of mine, we play basketball. Um, he, he's known to have a little bit of a toxic streak, especially when things don't go their way, but we work well together. I know how his strings are pulled. He knows how my strings are pulled. And, and I think that's more so what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being good in the room is can they complement each other? They don't even need to like each other. Um, and that's happened a lot of times in traditional sports where, where players just aren't very pleasant people. But, you know, when they step on the ice, when they step on the court, uh, they just know how each other's works. And, mm-hmm. and some of that is built through time. I can't expect, you know, if it's IM37 or whoever hops in to, to immediately know that. But some of it is just intuitive and natural. And I think that's 
uh, an aspect of, of sport and esport that that necessarily doesn't get talked about as much when we're kind of just comparing lines. We'd love to play kind of like the armchair GM, right? Like we go, okay, I'm 37 is good a soldier. We need a soldier player. And then that's that, right? But, but you know, maybe he's not as good of a soldier player, but he compliments Solomon Sue really well. Or, or I, I'm completely making all of this up, of course. Um, but those are the things that I'm kind of interested in. Fair play. The uh, other things that have happened, and I'm going to obviously put uh, Maddie on the hot spot again. Uh, early in the offseason, uh, Harsha went home to Houston. And that actually, I think, caught us by surprise. Um, I believe it probably, in some respect, caught uh, you know the Titans by surprise. Can you either confirm nor deny that? It certainly caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was definitely... Uh, I'm not really part of those conversations of who's coming and who's going to the team. I'm more the messenger. So it was like, Hey, can you post that harsh is going to the Houston today? And I was like, what? (laughs) Get out of here. But it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm really happy for him. I think he's going to do a really, really great job there. Yeah. And and he's, as I say, he's sort of going home. Like I, I, we talked about it on a previous episode. It's we're excited, equally excited for him. It's just, you know, kind of surprising because it did feel like it came out of somewhat out of left field. Uh, and, you know, when I had a chance to sit down with him in Seattle and we were sort of chatting and he had given a little bit of background in between, you know, the 6,000 autographs he was signing as to sort of his journey to the Titans. And it was sort of an unexpected one. Um, at no point would I have ever thought that, uh, you know, there might be another opportunity. Plus, let's just look at any form of sport, esports, traditional sports, just sport in general. When a team goes as far as the Vancouver Titans did, generally you don't see you know a significant shift in a roster, significant shift in a coaching staff. You know there are changes that need to occur, but it was definitely one that I think was surprising. But he's gone down to Houston. What's further interesting, though, we've since seen Rappel head down to Houston. He's going to be uh, playing down there in his uh, DPS role. And most recently, uh, Hureg, uh, our very own force of Hureg, uh, he let it be known he was interested in coaching. And lo and behold, he's joining Harsha in Houston as a coach. So at what point in time are we going to be conflicted where we have the Vancouver Titans and then we have the Houston Outlaws where we really want them to all to succeed except when they play us? Like, is, Are we there? Is that reached that point? I think we're going to have a pretty interesting rivalry yeah. uh, if we, well, whenever, like the few times we actually get to play. Is there going to, like, you know, money on the is line type t- deal? Is there money on the line? Uh, I don't know. You want to make a bet right now? Well, no. I mean, I would I would imagine I'm going to be behind the Titans. I can't, I can't imagine you're going to go back them spicy noodles. <laughs> oh, God, was that horrible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do spice well at all. Um, no, I... I I I'm positive the outlaws fa- uh, play the Titans at least once. All I'm going to say is the last time Harsha left a team, that team did decent the next year. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. could say decent. Yeah. For sure. Harsha was totally holding back the San Francisco shock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know, it, it will be an interesting rivalry. I, I, I said this on social when I saw Rappel go down and then more recently Hooray gets, you know, uh, I do wish them well, except when they play the Vancouver Titans. I, I, I'm, I'm glad in Titans cord, there is the always a Titan role now. And we have outlaws Rappel still a member. I think that's pretty cool. Me too. Uh, Oh, actually 
segue um, or side note. Can you get, you know, the players to, you know, drop a hello from time to time? Like the one day that Andante just said, hey, everyone, like Titan's Chord went like ballistic. And it's like, oh, my God, thirsty and gals. Just saying. Um, I'll maybe I can put in an ask. I'll see what I can do. I'm not suggesting that, you know, it have to happen all the time. Just saying, hey, you know, they don't have to come in. And like, I, there are times when I'm like, oh, man, like. I couldn't imagine seeing people talk about me like that. I mean, Sam and Omni do it all the time and I struggle with it. I can't imagine like <laughs> all these just people. We, we tag you four out of five times, but that fifth time, man, that's where the juice is. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Go, go, go. But as we sort of wrap up the, the payload here, uh, two very, I think, important questions. And I was going to lead off the episode with them, but uh, I didn't want people to leave right away. Uh, if you were an Overwatch one trick, what hero would you be playing? If I was an Overwatch one trick, I really like Zenyatta. I'd uh, be a Zen. It, it, like, is Zen your go-to? And, and that's like, what is it about Zen? Like, I uh, Ani, he he actually enjoys playing Zen. Like, I don't. <laughs> I just find him too squishy. I think I like being able to shot call with him. Just like, hey, my orbs on the. Enemy Roadhog, like just focus him down. Um, and I think I always like the kind of aggressive uh, supports that can also do damage mm-hmm. at the same time as, you know, keeping their team alive. Well, I mean, we've seen that in Overwatch League. In fact, like, uh, you know, I play a lot of mystery heroes and I can, can't even remember the number of times people will be like, focus the Zen. You know, you'll see focus the healers, focus the tanks, but Zen actually gets singled out as someone you need to drop that and mercy because in mystery <laughs> heroes, mercy can ruin everyone's day. Uh, yeah. So uh, what hero, if you were forced to choose, would you dislike with a passion? If I was forced to choose what I dislike with a passion, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, you don't have, it doesn't have to be like this strong. Oh, I would, uh, this, this hero sucks. Delete them from the game type. Just what would just you prefer? Describing Brig. <laughs> what hero would you not want to play? I don't really like playing Orisa. Yeah. It, why? If I might ask. Um, well, who knows? Maybe it's, I just haven't put a lot of time into her, but the times that I have played Orisa, it's, I, I find her very frustrating and just not as fun as any other character sure. that I could be playing. Oh, that's, that's completely You are omni-spirit animal. Omni I'm omni-spirit. Yeah, he's ne- next level upset about Marissa. <laughs> you can just mention Marissa and he'll just you'll boil right up. Yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd rage quit a, a comp game in the middle of an episode every time we mention Marissa. The, so I, you know, I'll, I'll answer that same question. Like for me, Obviously, it's Reinhardt. And I think anyone who listens to the podcast or knows me knows that Reinhardt is the answer to every situation. The The character that I found most boring is Mercy. Like, when I play Mr. Heroes and I get Mercy, I'm like, oh, I hate Mercy. And plus, if I'm <laughs> like if I'm doing you know, my my uh, comp um, uh, queue and I'm on support, uh, you're going to get an Anna, you're going to get a Lucio, you're going to get a Moira. Those are sort of the three. That's, that's it. Which is so ironic because... Because Mercy is so powerful in Mystery Heroes. Because it's so rare that you get a healer that just straight up heals. I know, but for me, it's boring. That's the boring part about it. <laughs> but the, the heroes I hate, Widow and Hanzo. 
You don't like the snipers? I just can't. Well, I, I can't click heads. Like that's part of the problem for me is that uh, I'm, I've never been a sniper like in any game that I've ever played. Um, and I just, I don't know if it's the hand-eye coordination, too much coffee, what it happens to be. Maybe, maybe if you had one of these uh, fancy Logitech mouses, you could change the DPI on the spot. Yeah, could be the Razer mouse <laughs> I have in that. That might be holding me back. You never know. What's on your I've mouse, Maddie? Mouse. Hmm? What's on your mouse? What's on it? Yeah, we had some mouse wars that I won pretty easily. Okay. Pretty well so he, he means what, what brand? What brand? Oh, Logitech, yeah. Oh, there you go. Logitech mouse, Logitech keyboard. Love it. Yeah. Steel Series headset, though. But Logitech did just come out with a really cool headset, which I was eyeing too. <laughs> the, I was shocked that Logitech got the love it got. I mean, Steel Series actually did well on the headset, um, but Logitech really cleaned up. On, uh, so, so the back the backstory to all this is what was it two weeks ago three weeks ago we did a poll asking all the listeners which uh which was their favorite mouse brand or keyboard brand or whatever um and we all had our spots and you know someone won by 59 percent or was it 69 yeah whatever it was logitech cleaned up i i i was amazed that razor didn't do as well as i would have expected it because like omni and i were both razor fanboys i i was really into razor a while ago i actually have a razor keo as my webcam um <laughs> but i used to have like razor keyboard razor mouse and for some reason they just didn't last me See, and because i had to change them out like after just a year or two i just switched to logitech and see that's the thing is the the common complaint i hear about razor is it doesn't last and yet i've not like my original death adder is you know sitting on my wife's computer and it's Still works really, really well. I will concede, however, my uh, uh, keyboard, uh, my Ornata, Razer Ornata, I'm wondering if some of the keys are, are wearing out with use. I can't cue all that much, or I'll hit it and it doesn't trigger in Overwatch, which is frustrating beyond belief. <laughs> I had, I think it was a Razer, um, it might have been, I think a StarCraft II themed keyboard mm. that I got from like a Heroes of the Dorm event. Uh, and I wore out the AWSD until the point where you couldn't see the the letters in, on anymore on there. Yeah. Well, that's Holy that's when God. you go and, you know, buy uh, replacement keys. You get the, the titanium uh, AWSDs and you're set for life. Um, the yeah. other question, when you're not playing Overwatch, what is it that you play? Lately, Lots of League of Legends. Yeah. See, that's that's what I thought you were going to answer. Was was that would have been my guess too? But except for the lately part, haven't you always been a League girl? He, well, I started playing League in like twenty fourteen. So since then, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I almost hit diamond last season, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I I just I could never get League. Like, and I I. I probably still have some currency in game because I did invest a little, but the, whether it's league, whether it's Dota, whether it's uh, heroes of the storm, like I, that style of game. MOBAs. I mean, yeah, MOBAs. It's just not for me. I, I, and I, I think it's the needing to know the circumstance of the situation. Like I come from the, the RTS side of things. Like I love RTS. I mean, if if Blizzard ever wanted to bring out an entirely new Warcraft RTS, I would be over the moon. They can take as much money out of my wallet as they want. Are you excited for Reforged? Oh, I am, and I will be buying it. But like, I 
a net new title? Oh my god! Like Warcraft Four. Yeah, like I would just like I would totally start another podcast just on that game. <laughs> Warcraft Three was my first foray into uh, MMOs. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I have a lot of good memories with it. Well, thank you for joining us. I know uh, I sort of let off the top that you were probably going to have to take off uh, prior to the the end of the episode. So first of all, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a guest. We need to get you on more often. And I'm sorry it took so long to to get you here. I I do understand that uh, you've got my email going straight to trash, as we've uh, earlier understood. (laughs) But maybe maybe I'll respond to Sam. So maybe I'll uh, I'll get him to reach out. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure you can just take my job anytime you need. Um, do i get paid for this no oh, yeah. huge money i i keep giving omni a raise it's just that's how you know awesome shout out is. to our patrons yeah <laughs> shout out to those patreons but uh, any final uh words of wisdom that you'd like to share for all of our listeners here at ready Sapel? uh just thanks so much for having me on here um i do want to do a quick shout out to the admins and mods of the discord they were running the Discord well before uh, any of us Titan staff got into it, and they still do like pretty much all of the legwork. They're amazing. Um, so shout out to them for being super, super awesome. And of course, to everyone else who's always participating and chatting with me. Um, f- feel free to chat with me anytime. I love talking to people. But yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. No, no. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it was truly an honor that you took time out of your busy schedule and hopefully we can get you back on. Uh, maybe you can get more juice out of you. Yeah. I'd love that. Hopefully once all the juice has been spilled. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Do the cleanup. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break as we jump straight into the fray. So it was awesome that uh, Maddie was able to join us, talk a little bit about uh, her world, what's going on with the Vancouver Titans, and chime in a little bit. Uh, I was kind of hoping we were going to be able to squeeze a lot more juice out of her, but uh, yeah. she was she was actually pretty awesome. I'm I'm impressed. She she well, gave us more than than I, we we bought. Well, and I think you know uh, you and I had sort of talked a little bit about this prior to recording that we wanted to ensure that uh, you know she had the ability to to speak to some topics, but then we didn't go and like. You know, put her in a bad spot. So you're right. Yeah, she should have more. I would. I, I'm. I'm greedy. I want it all. Give me all the juice. <laughs> Uh, but uh, here in the fray, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the rest of the league, where you you know that clamato juice has been spilled all which way to Sunday. Like, I, let's let the cat out of the bag. Today, the Philadelphia Fusion announced the signing of a player. Uh, that player is, uh, as they call, the greatest, least unlucky Doomfist in the world, Chipsa. Which, like, the reaction was like, huh? And at first, like, oh, okay, so he's going to be on, like, their stream team. Because, you know, Emong, I think, had uh, been uh, released 
uh, from that uh, uh, early in the season and, and and what have you, and then uh, comes out. No, no, Chip says he's he's going to be you know, playing for us, and uh, went off from there. And then you had Jane sort of chime in that uh, it's good to see nepotism is uh, alive and well in the league. Uh, Chip says brother being uh, on the coaching staff, the fusion, and then all craziness ensues. Even on the craziest day in Titans Cord, there wasn't anywhere near the level of crazy that we saw based on the interactions of Chipsa being announced as the new DPS player in Philadelphia. And that's besides the point. Philadelphia now has 27 DPS players on their roster. I may have exaggerated that a little bit. As far as I know, that's all they have. Yeah, I thought... I thought they were done with their roster announcements, but maybe maybe something came up and this was too good to pass up, or I don't know. It, it was it was definitely an, uh, what I think people might suggest a curveball announcement. Like uh, you know, for those who don't know who Chips is, he's a content creator, uh, Overwatch player who has had a. Uh, sh- shaky rough history with the game like he's he's definitely talented but he has done things that you know some people would be like yeah you know not my kind of gameplay <laughs> i'm kind of dancing around it here a bit but sure uh, he's been accused of of what we would define as unsporting conduct Sure. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I've never watched Ships' stream or anything like that. So this was just another announcement to me. Um, I didn't quite see what the big deal was. Maybe if you're much more involved with the streaming scene, then that's a big deal. But I mean, at the end of the day, to me, streaming is is entertainment. So even though you are yourself, in, in many ways, you are playing a role. You're playing a persona. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily feel like, you know, you're your attitude on stream or your persona on stream is necessarily the person you are or even the, or the player you are. Um, you know, I think Defran went through a lot of that same crap when, when he first signed with Atlanta and I'm not trying to compare the two cause I actually have no idea what chips it is or isn't. So it's, it's, it's not one of those comparisons, but just in this fact it went streamer to pro. And there was a lot of questions whether Defran could actually play at that level. And when he showed he could, even though, you know, it was only for a stage, um, it was kind of cool to see like, you know, that, that he's not just a persona that he does have some legitimate professional game to back it up. So, and, and I, like you said, he's like the 11th player roster player. Will he even play? When will he play? Um, there's all sorts of, like, I don't actually think it's worth us spending that much time over. Cause you know, there's so many players that are getting signed. Yeah. Well, and it, outside of the backstory, to me, there is no story. And I think the reaction that we saw on social media today, uh, where players, casters, uh, personnel from different teams. Content creators. Like, it was, everyone sort of jumped into a brawl. And, you know, I'm not sure anyone was left standing. It was, it was an Anchorman-style street fight. You know what it is? It's off-season boredom. Do you think that's is that truly the dri- like the the driver of that uh, that I guess, I guess or, personally for me I've found that that everybody from content creators personalities influencers fans even players 
have been a bit more testy than they usually are. And I think part of that is, you know, when, when, and, you know, just speaking as a fan, when it's during the season, you kind of put all that energy towards loving your team and hating the other team. And, you know, when it's off season and you don't even, especially for, for Titans fans, we don't know who our team technically is at least, you know, until the end of this wink, wink, wink. Um, It's a very confusing time to be an Overwatch fan. So, so suddenly everybody's opinions are their team and that, yeah, like I'm, I'm not necessarily down for that. So, so I've muted quite a few things already. So the uh, sort of final thing on, on, on this sort of topic that I'll mention is that it does show one, there are a lot of people who have strong opinions about the league, not just sort of the team that we follow, the Vancouver Titans, but two, it does ask, bear the question, what makes this offseason different from last offseason? Is last offseason people were still unsure? Because last year was longer. I think I think part of it is is it's gotten a lot more exposure now. I think in season two, it got a lot more global. I think that's the first thing. Vancouver, Toronto, Guangzhou. Like, you know, there was Shanghai Dragons, but it was it was – eight teams i can't remember now <laughs> i'm 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 drawing an offseason blank mm-hmm. but i think that that's one of the things i think another thing is because when players were initially signed um they were signed to two year contracts so so a lot of the players that was originally signed that you know as the face of certain franchises those fans are extremely confused because because you know if there was no Vancouver Titans i could honestly say i would be a sole dynasty fan right now and that is entirely because of Ruji Hong. So where are my allegiances? Do they follow the the free agent cloud? Am I team free agent now? Or am I a sole dynasty fan? Right? Am I am I sticking with my team or do I follow the player? I think there's a lot of Overwatch um supporters that are in this kind of flux state. Like the the most like unsexy way I can relate to it is when I didn't know whether I would be moving or not moving. Um, when I was, you know, during the summer, I think both Omni and I changed houses, but during that period, it's a state of flux. There's no place that's home. So in, in the Overwatch fandom, everybody's kind of just antsy because they don't know what home looks like. They don't know what their Mm -hmm. roster looks like. They don't know where their favorite players are going. And anytime anything happens and you just kind of poke the bear a little bit as, as Jane did, everybody goes nuts. And so we can, we can tribute the same with with the Fisher stuff, um, whether you like the guy or not, the guy's a Titan now. So, so, f- you know, I mean, I, I think in, in both you and I, and I'm going to speak for Omni too, we're going to cheer for him as long as he's wearing blue and green. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy time for, for hardcore fans of like original runaway. Now that, you know, that structure is starting to shake a little bit. Where are their allegiances now? Do I still cheer for them? What do I cheer for Harsha and Repel and like you said, like the outlaws and all that kind of stuff? Um, I think I think it's a fascinating time for the league. Um, and it can come out good because because I think passion means there's somebody paying attention. The worst thing you want is indifference. But at the same time, I think there needs to be a better way to channel this, and that's something that esports historically hasn't been great at and it turn it often turns to toxicity whether you're a professional or a fan or etc fair play the other you know moves is sort of of note uh the spitfire have come out and announced a roster and it's 
you know, they've not gone full Valiant, but they've definitely changed things up. Uh, Shanghai Dragons have, have announced uh, sort of their roster. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen other players, like um, Mecco down in uh, in Texas, uh, Bishu, as you already mentioned, you know, with Glads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, lots of these sort of player signings are sort of now coming you know, to light. But what we do know is that all teams at least have an eight uh, roster locked in. It's just, there's no obligation to actually share who those eight would be, which is blows my mind. Like (laughs) why, why the league has a deadline that's publicly acknowledged without the requirement that people know who's on a team makes no sense to me. Very strange, but it's the way they they're running, running the league. maybe, you know, season four, things will be different. But the news that also shook out is that the Houston Outlaws now have an owner. What people may not realize, however, is that the owner that they that now has purchased them isn't the same owner who did not purchase them earlier this year. <laughs> That's so, very confusing. So the there was a, a real estate uh, mogul who showed interest. Like it was a really weird um, sort of. I guess, you know, segue into the world of, of esports. someone who has absolutely no esports background, um, no even traditional sports background, just purely real estate buying an esports team. And then shortly after he had quote unquote bought it, he started like sending out tweets to like Elon Musk and Dwayne Johnson. And I can't remember who else like, Hey, you want to get in on the ground floor of this new esports venture? First and foremost, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe Elon Musk, but you don't generally reach out publicly on Twitter and say, hey, sup, want to give me some money? You got to shoot your shots, right? Well, that's true. But Did you work think... with Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just thinking there's there's other ways to go about it. So that, that started to at, like raise sort of question marks. And then word came out that the Immortals were still, you know, running the show. Um, and that was further confusing. Well, uh, this real estate guy, he not in it. The Beasley Media Group has acquired the Houston Outlaws. And they have um, ultimately, you know, obviously invested into the team. We're starting to sort of see that come to fruition. The Harsha going down there, Hooray, Repel, uh, you know, a much more robust roster. Uh, they are it's kind of funny. The Valiant and Outlaws were technically owned by the same ownership group, but the Outlaws were the only one that were allowed to spend money. Weird. Hmm. Very weird. But uh, yeah, so that is now official. So we don't know how much the, the team went for. So the rumor was that the uh, real estate guy was going to draw $40 million on the Outlaws. Um, there is absolutely no confirmation as to what the price uh, the Beasley Podcast Group has has paid to acquire the Houston Outlaws. Um, but it does sound that they actually have uh, an idea of how to uh, make esports work. Um, and in the press release here, it's, you know, our growing esports infrastructure and management combined with our experience with Team Renegades, success in hosting and promoting large events, and our national esports content hub, Beasley XP, our key factors and our expectations for long-term returns from this investment. So, and they know what they're getting into. And I don't imagine we're going to see them shoot a tweet to uh Dwayne Johnson and ask the rock uh, if he can smell what's cooking. I think Dwayne Johnson's more of a glads guy anyway. You think? I don't know. Well, that, that might be a future episode. 
yeah, name maybe. celebrities and attach a team to them. Uh, the other thing or things, as you could sort of say, that are going down is the patch on the PTR. So the patch on the PTR is drastically altering, one, the way shields work and, and Overwatch in general. Maddie's uh, going to be happy. You know, we're we're seeing Blizzard sort of, and, and the argument is that, oh, now they're reacting to the 222 by readjusting. But I have to ask, like, how much does this change? Or how much will this change impact the game as we know it? Like, we've already started to see people like, well, wait a minute. Why would the Vancouver Titans ever look to get rid of Bumper, which is, again, still a rumor, when the new meta will actually bring Ryan back? And we know we got a good Ryan. Well, then there's the argument, well, Fisher can play Ryan better, and he can clap Bumper. And like, oh, my goodness. People, same team, same team. But are we going to now see the game in a place that there isn't a meta, but maybe multiple meta like, I, uh, I think still that's, broken. that's I think the one that's clear the thing. point they want to get to, but you know, just, just from what I remember, and I don't have the PTR stuff in front of me and Omni is usually the, the PTR King, but I can't imagine you using Arista now with, with half the shields and, and even to some respect, like Sigma with half the shields, it was, it was Arista who had like a six, six fifty, was it? Or 600? It was so one third. Um, and Arissa was, I mean, sorry, uh, Sigma was halved. Yeah. Like Arissa's one third, 900 to 600. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's just changing, changing the t-shirts. Like you're just, you're just changing who you don't use. Like Briggs not coming back. Um, nobody's ever seemed to use, um, my boy Bob there. Um, so is it, it's, is it different? Yes. It does it get rid of meta i don't think so i think the the preferences are stronger than other it's, well, we don't know what they are that sure i mean i like we, the meta that we sort of saw at the tail end of of the season was primarily arissa sigma and then you know we would see the arissa or sigma flex out depending on the map mm-hmm. but you know as you pointed out Mar- arissa has seen uh the the barrier drop from 900 to 600 hp that's a pretty big shift but sigma is huge it is 1,500 to 900. And not only that, the regen rate of the barrier itself has been reduced. So not only do you potentially lose the barrier, you're actually not going to be able to get that barrier up to, to health. Uh, I am genuinely wondering if that doesn't change Sigma's ability within any meta as it might exist, because you'll then have Reinhardt, who now can he can actually walk faster, uh, his shield itself is is staying the same but he's now no longer going to be able to be booped back knocked back bump back he is just an actual rock <laughs> as opposed to sigma who's just throwing rocks yeah pretty much it's you know sigma throws small mini reinhardt's reinhardt is reinhardt um we're also seeing like genji he's now going to have a primary fire ammo increase which would be phenomenal if he gets back into the game because then we know we have Haxall. It's an exciting time to see. Um, and, there, and there are lots of other sort of small changes as well, but I kind of feel that it it's introducing different opportunities, but the biggest reduction is the Orisa segment sort of shield nerf. Yeah, and I think that goes back into the long-standing conversation of the the 222 and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think this is just another iteration of it, but um, 
the fact that you can never do three tanks or you can never do three supports or you can never do three DPS or four DPS or five DPS. If, if you're the Titans, I guess yeah. um, that, that to me limits things a little bit still. And I'm not completely over that. Just but make think, Overwatch League mystery heroes. Yeah. Well, that that's part of the reason is we can like, we, we talked about this last week, trying to queue in competitive on DPS is like damn near an impossible. Yeah. Well, I still haven't got my placements done. Like, I just given up. I, I, don't. I, I haven't started. Yeah, it's. I got my tank placements. I got my support placements. DPS. I'll just never know if I'm uh, how scrubby of a, a damage player I am. We'll never know. Well, as we wrap up uh, this lengthy episode, although I think it was appropriate that it longer than normal because we had Maddie join us, uh, is important to note that. If all things go to plan, we only have two more episodes left for 2019. Episode 51 and 52 will be our last two episodes. Again, presuming, you know, we don't re-record on a Friday because crazy news broke between now and then. But uh, we do have a little something special lined up to go live on Christmas Day. You might be thinking, holy heck, you guys are going to record for Christmas. Damn straight. I'm waking Sam up at midnight. I'm going to wait for Santa. I'm finding this out the same time you guys are. (laughs) But no, we'll have a little something just to to you know celebrate the the season, celebrate the year, ultimately, eh, just to to give back to to our listeners where we can. But any final uh, words of wisdom you have to all of our, our passionate listeners here at uh, Ready Set Home? I think just a big thank you to anybody who's listened to all fifty episodes, who's listened to forty episodes, five episodes, or this is your first episode. We welcome all of you, and just remember. That this time next week, Ru Jehong's going to be a Titan. And Flower. Hmm. And maybe I am 37, as I shared, because I am the GM. Uh, we're hmm. going to do a Twitter poll just to see if I am 37 should be signed. That there seems you go. legit. And we'll get his thoughts on sparkling water. Hmm. Very important. That's, I think that's, that's important. Uh, I think it's very important because I'm only going to serve sparkling water as the team chef. So, okay, let's say you legitimately get the job as team chef. Is it, you know, Korean fried chicken 24-7? If my wife was listening to this right now, you can't believe how ridiculous of a notion it is that I would be the team chef to anything. <laughs> I'm upset that your wife if, doesn't listen to us on if, the break. If, if she was not home and it was me and the dog, I think my dog would get team chef over me. That's that's how bad it is. So. Ouch. So, you know, that, that's just, you know, some people are born with different things. I talk on a podcast. Other people have the ability to feed themselves. I cook a mean breakfast, but it's not, I think, Korean. At least you can survive off that. Like this is a real honest story. And now we're going way over the board. But the first time I moved away from home, I gained 20 pounds because I had McDonald's every day. It was so bad that the McDonald's (laughs) people started giving me a staff price because they thought I worked at the Walmart. So, and this is only in a month. That's pretty cool. Um, Marnie used to work shift. And so sometimes she'd be working overnight and, and evening. And as a result, I on my way home, coming from downtown, I'd stop at Richmond Center and decided I'm going to go to White Spot. I went so often that I'd walk in and like, hey, Chris, usual seat. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sign. No, when they, when they get to know you and they know where you sit. And then, like, uh, do you need a menu tonight? <laughs> because, like, they would know what I would normally, like, that's, that's when you know, you know, you've probably gone there one too many times. <laughs> 
Um, as far as things I'd share, again, thank you for tuning in for 50 episodes. And as Sam had just said, whether it's 50, whether it's five, whether it's one, the fact that you tune in at all uh, is amazing. I create this content because I enjoy talking about the Vancouver Titans. I was describing this to someone I sat down with and, you know, uh, being able to connect with you, our listeners in, in, in discord on social media at uh, watch parties and the like is, is an amazing experience. And it's one that uh, sort of, you know, motivates me to, to give you another 50 episodes. And we've got, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, things in the fire here, some ideas we're, we're, we're working on as we get into 2020, into our second full season of, of RSP. So please stay tuned. And if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button, whatever your favorite podcast app happens to be. But I also want to remind everyone, as I do with every episode, if you ever do want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter. It's at ReadySitPone or on Facebook, facebook.com slash ReadySitPone, uh, Instagram as well. But if you want to drop us an email, it is feedback at ReadySitPone.com. You can send us an email about anything and uh, we'll do our best to answer it, address it, or possibly feature it on a future episode. And as I know people are apt to occasionally do, you can actually uh, drop us a text message or voicemail, and we might even feature that in an upcoming episode. It could be, you know, feedback on the podcast itself. It could be a strong opinion on whether or not the Vancouver Titans uh, should have picked up Fisher. Uh, it could be whether or not uh, I know it's if it's going to snow on uh, Friday again. Any of those questions, shoot us a text or voicemail at 1-604-409-3324. That's 1-604-409-3324. And if you can't remember that phone number, it is the pinned tweet on Twitter at ReadySitPal. So on behalf of Sam, I don't know Sam Chan, Omni, who happens to still be in Japan at Omni Strife, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, and Maddie, who joined us and you can find her on Titan's Chord. Uh, thanks for tuning in. But you know what? Uh, those two words that we end off every episode with? Hatchrays! Thank you.